ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of The Other Identity. I am your host, Robbie Landis, a.k.a. The Great Landis. And along with me, as always, my stalwart co-host, Ben Morris. You know him as Professor Awesome. You probably don't, but <laughs> Professor Awesome, nonetheless... What's up, man? Uh, you know, hopefully people are starting to get to know me as Professor Awesome. Ironically enough, this is the final week of classes for UNLV's spring semester 2020. I uh, said goodbye to some students this week, uh, virtually, of course. I said goodbye to them over WebEx and Zoom. Um, it was a very emotional moment. It was, it was actually very interesting. I was talking about this with my wife the other day, is that I've been doing this for two and a half years now, the teaching thing. And this is, the, to put it to you, imagine if at your job... And this is how I look at like my job at Marvel. You have like a job that you're at for a little while, but 75% of your coworkers leave every three months. That's kind of what. Oh, um, well, I, I actually know exactly what that feels like because I worked retail for there the longest time, and the turnover in retail is uh, is very, very high. Yeah. Uh, so, so I get it. I get it's it. Inter- yeah, but uh, you- it's, it's just interesting. Like as as people move on, and you got different people, and it's just it's not like uh, I said to my wife the other day. I was just like, this is not where I saw my life. Not in a bad way. I just like everything to do with teaching, whether it has to do with, you know, losing the students all the time or the fact that I'm able to give advice and be a mentor. Just like I, I, I never saw, I didn't see it going this way when I graduated college and, you know, got my first job at wizard. I didn't think like, all right, well, I'll do this for a little while and then I'm going to go teach college. So it's, it's funny how life works out. It sure is. Uh, on the same coin, you know, I never uh, envisioned that I would be here doing and talking about uh, comics for a living. Uh, but it's pretty nice, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We definitely ended up in great places. Could be worse. Uh, you know, speaking of comics, this is, of course, Comic Book Podcast. And uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, at length about Marvel villains, some of our favorite work. And we created a bracket challenge for people to help us vote on who would end up being the uh, crowned the best Marvel villain of all time, and we finally have back the first week results, which will lead in to our quarterfinals for that contest. So if you'd like to vote, of course, you can head over to CheckpointXP.com. Uh, you can also check over on Twitter and Facebook at CheckpointXP uh, for a link to this bracket to help us decide who's going to be the best villain of all time. But first, let's take a look at the group stages to see who it was that made it into the quarterfinals here. So... And probably one of the most unfair matchups, unfortunately, uh, Magneto versus Mystique. Magneto won out on that one. I would have had Magneto uh, over just about anybody, so yes, I feel bad for Mystique. <laughs> uh, Hela, the goddess of death, over Killmonger. Oh, interesting. Uh, another, another. Uh, d- depending on how you look at it, right? If you're looking at it purely from like a power set sort of uh, um, right. standpoint, a lot of these are blowouts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, if you were to go for it just from, uh, you know, how they have been written in their stories, then you could probably argue, honestly, one of either way. Uh, Doctor Doom versus Gore the God Butcher. Doctor Doom, of course, won that, that one. That broke your heart, though, right? Eh, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't surprising. It wasn't surprising. I mean, I didn't even know who Gore was until you sure. turned me on to this. If Gore so. had gone down against, like, a real chump, and uh, and then I could have chalked it up to, oh, people don't know how great Gore is, then it's understandable. But with, with Doom, it's like, well, it, come on, it's Doom. Yeah, it's Doom. I'm not, not going to be mad <laughs> It's like you're that. losing to Michael Jordan. Like, it's, it is yep. what it is. Uh, we had Loki versus the Kingpin. This one did actually yeah, make me a little sad. Not that I don't think that Loki would win in that setup, but I do think that Kingpin is a more interesting villain. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen... Maybe a swap with. Uh, I would like to have seen how Kingpin would have done against Killmonger and how Loki would have done against uh, Hela. That would have been really that, interesting. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Uh, 
We also had Thanos going up against Bullseye. Oh, Bullseye boy. did not stand a chance. Sorry, Bullseye. <laughs> I bull- yep. Look, Bullseye's lucky we put him in this tournament, okay? So he, he kind of yeah. is. Yeah, he was He was, He was. was the pity exactly. one. Exactly. Uh, we had Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin versus Malekith. Uh, Norman Osborn won, which again doesn't surprise me considering how bad Malekith was depicted on the on the silver screen. Venom versus the Red Skull. Venom won out here. Um... So this is how do you feel about yeah, that being, me, being a, a big uh, you know Red Skull? Uh, it, well, first of all, it feels uncomfortable to say I'm a Red Skull fan, okay, given that Red Skull is uh, an yes, unrepentant Nazi. But uh, no, I, I I get what you're saying. Like I think Red Skull is a great villain. Again, I think it goes back to the portrayals in multimedia. I don't think Red Skull got a fair shake in the Captain America movie. We're coming off the Tom Hardy Venom movie, which was very well received, and um, and I do think also a lot of people. If you grew up in the 90s or even in the 2000s, you were exposed to a lot of great Venom stories. Or even today, there's a great Venom series going on right now where he's Red Skull. His his highlights are few and far between. When he's great, he's great. And that Ed Brubaker run on Captain America, he's fantastic. But uh, there are there's definitely more good Venom material out there. So I, I get it. And then uh, finally, the one that probably surprised me the most, but pleasantly surprised, uh, Ultron beating out Apocalypse. I feel like especially recently, whether it's on this show or on Twitter, there's been a lot of hate for Age of Ultron. And, uh, you know, Apocalypse is obviously a very formidable X-Men villain. So uh, I was actually surprised to see Ultron win this. Yeah, the only thing I'll say there is that even your biggest detractor for Avengers Age of Ultron, I don't think is going to claim that X-Men Apocalypse was a better movie. So you've got that going for you that I think... Uh, Ultron has a much better standing in mainstream media than Apocalypse. Although, Apocalypse was phenomenal on the 90s X-Men animated series. So the question I have for you now is, you know, looking ahead at some of the matchups that we have, I think the one that I'm most excited for for this next round is Magneto versus Hela. I think that that is a great matchup there. And the one determining thing, like the sort of big thing that I think will determine whether it's a fair fight or not, do you think that Magneto can control the weapons that Hela creates? Mm. Do you think that those would fall under the magnetism properties, or do you think that magic yeah. would overrule that? I was going to say, I feel like there's a magic element to them, so I, it's, tough to, it's tough to call. I feel like Magneto is powerful enough that he could exert some level of control, um, but I feel maybe enough to like deflect exactly. them, but not necessarily use them against that her. could work some sort of middle ground there. Or even like initially, if she doesn't fully understand or know his power set, cause I don't think they've ever really encountered each other. Um, if she's taken by surprise, he could do it. But then once she kind of like gets his measure, I think she'd be able to counter. I think, look, if this is a question of power versus power, Hela is a goddess. Like she's going, <laughs> she's going to win. Yeah. Uh, but again, in terms of, visibility, depth, all sorts of other factors. This could actually be really interesting. When you first threw this one out there, I was like, oh, Magneto's going to destroy Hela. And I still stand by that. I think Magneto's going to win. But this is an interesting one. I'm kind of glad they got paired off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, If you want to help us vote to decide who the best Marvel villain is, again, you can do that over at CheckpointXP.com. Or if you head on over to uh, any of our various social medias, Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook, Robbie underscore Landis, CP, and Ben J, M-O-R-S-E on Twitter. We'll surely have links to that, and you can vote and get your friends to vote as well. Now, before we head on into what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the show here, uh, you know, we've been sort of checking in on what we've been reading the past few weeks, and unfortunately, I think... In part due to my, uh, my my allergies right now as well. It's hard to concentrate on stuff. But I haven't been reading a whole lot. I finally got to Hellblazer in DC Rebirth era. 
I'm liking it so far, but it's a little bit slow. I'm a big John Constantine fan since uh, Matt Ryan's portrayal on the CW. But uh, what have you been reading recently, Ben? I've been reading, it's appropriate because I know what we're going to get into in the next couple segments. So I've been reading a lot of Green Lantern uh, from the Rebirth era, both uh, Sam Humphrey's Green Lanterns, which I know you're very high on. We talked about a little last week. I'm equally high on it. I finished the first arc and I'm totally won over particularly on Jessica Cruz, uh, also on Simon Baz, who I was more of a surprise to me. And now I'm getting into Robert Venditti and Rafa Sandoval's Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Hal Jordan! Yeah! Oh! We'll talk about it. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I am enjoying it so far. I like this take on Green Lantern. My initial fear when I read the Rebirth one-shot special for Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps was that it felt very... Very much like they were playing the greatest hits of the Jeff Johns run. And I was like, well, the Jeff Johns run was like five years ago. and Not enough time has passed to go into the greatest hits. But once you get into the actual regular series, there's some really cool new ideas. And I feel like some new ground is being tread upon. So I'm interested in that. I, I got a clap back from my friend, Russell Sellers, who said, but I like those greatest hits. And I was like, yeah, the greatest hits are great. But, you know, like you can't. It's, it's like people's complaint about X-Men is when a new writer takes over X-Men, they always do their Phoenix story, their Sentinel story, their Magneto story. It's like you don't need to create completely new characters, but I wanted to see the existing characters. I want something new to say about them. So I'm still – jury's still out on Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, but so far tentatively optimistic. All right, well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here, then come back and talk about Green Lanterns at large and uh, what we think of all the different iterations and stories of them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Weird Beard from Checkpoint XP reminding you to make it blue. Help say thank you to our heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're streaming, drawing, singing, cooking, or anything else, showcase your talents and hashtag light it blue. You can find more information at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Robbie from Checkpoint XP. And I'm Jake from the Overwatch League casting team. And together, we're your hosts of the Owl's Nest. With the Overwatch League up and running again, we'll be bringing you all the latest from the League and within Overwatch. But it's important that we all do our part to flatten the curve by staying home during the COVID-19 outbreak. So stay home. Stay healthy. And we'll see you every Friday night on the Owl's Nest before the Overwatch League weekend. Check it out at the Checkpoint XP YouTube channel or at CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Other Identity, talking everything comic books for the new fan and the veteran alike. And today, we're actually going to do a little bit of, uh, of a deep dive, talking about uh, the Green Lanterns, you know. I guess deep dive isn't the right word. A general discussion of the Green Lanterns, you know. Who are our favorites? What do we like about them? What are our impressions of them? Of course, uh, right now, we're both sort of reading through the DC era. Uh, ben, you have just recently read through the first arc of both Green Lanterns with Jessica Cruz and Simon Boz, as well as the first arc uh, of the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Now, I think you also have a deeper knowledge and deeper history of the Green Lanterns at large. Uh, the majority of my 
say, not quite expertise, but uh, experience with Green Lanterns uh, definitely comes more from the animated uh, movies than anything else, as well as some of the DC Rebirth stuff. So uh, I think the first thing that I have to ask, because I have never, ever gotten this opinion that you hold, what is your deal with Hal Jordan? He is the OG Green Lantern, man. Come He's on. not the OG Green Lantern. Alan Scott is the OG Green Lantern from the Golden Age, so... Let's okay. throw that out. I guess we're going to count gold. Yeah, let's age. throw that out right now. Uh, no, here's the deal. I was never a Green Lantern kid. Um, I grew up in the 90s, and when I was first exposed to the DC Universe, Hal Jordan was not in a good way. He was he had the green temples. Uh, he was about to be put out to pasture. So I just never got into him. And then you had Kyle Rayner take over, and I liked Kyle Rayner. Uh, he appealed to me, again, as a... Younger person growing up in the 90s, he checked all the boxes, you know, artists and slacker and all that stuff, but never my favorite. So I didn't get super into any of the Green Lanterns until uh, Green Lantern Rebirth when Jeff Johns took over, brought back Hal Jordan, and also kind of integrated all the other ones. The thing that sticks in my craw about Hal Jordan that I've never liked about Hal Jordan is I'll, I'll compare him to my favorite Green Lantern, who's Guy Gardner. The thing I like about Guy Gardner... Whoa, hold on! Wait! What? Guy Gardner is your favorite Green Lantern? He's the most interesting. He's the He's got the most personality. He's got the most... He's got the best story. He's he's the man. I Look, I have, I have affection for all of the Green Lanterns outside of Hal. I like Guy because I think he's the most interesting. Uh, I like Kyle because, again, I got the childhood connection. I like Jon Stewart a lot because he was in Justice League, the cartoon. And so he was kind of the Green Lantern when I was getting into that. But the thing about Hal versus Guy is what I always liked about Guy is Guy's a jerk, right? Like, we can agree yeah. on that. Guy is he's, he's a jerk. He's got an attitude. But what I liked about Guy is everyone's constantly calling him out on what a jerk he is. And as a result, over time, he actually demonstrates and experiences some growth as a character. I think that's why I... Okay, that might... That's, that, that, I'll give you thank that. You, I'll thank you. Thank you. I was... I, you know, I live for your approval. Um, but I was just <laughs> like... I like that because I like... Guy has a story arc. He has a character arc. He's going somewhere. What always bugged me about Hal, particularly when he's held up against Guy, is... Here's the thing, man. Hal is also a jerk. Like, he's cocky. He's got that swagger. He's, uh, he's a ladies' man. He's all these things that, to me, was like... It didn't make him likable... But what I didn't like about Hal Jordan, and I still don't like about Hal Jordan, is unlike Guy Gardner, no one ever calls Hal out for being a jerk. Everyone's just like, oh, he's the best. He's the greatest Green Lantern of all time. He's fearless. He's handsome. He's everything. And I'm just like, no, man. I'm like, this guy does whatever the hell he wants with no consideration for the people around him. And if there was some sort of, well, he starts that way and eventually learns from his hubris, I'd be into that. But the thing that always bugged me is I feel like Hal Jordan starts out as the, he's the best Green Lantern, and then he's always the best Green Lantern. So that's what's always bugged me about Hal Jordan is that I feel like he's a character who behaves badly and there are never any repercussions or consequences for it. He he always gets the girl. He always looks, he's always the favorite child of the Green Lantern Corps. Like he always wins and it just always has irked me. I gotta say, Ben, for not being the biggest Green Lantern fan, you sure are <laughs> green with oh, envy. God. Oh, but no, look, Hal Jordan's the GOAT, and when you're the GOAT, you're the GOAT, nothing else matters. 
Wow, what a, what a, what, the- a succinct, <laughs> what a succinct counter argument to my like five minute diatribe on why Holy Cow Jordan is just like, well, he's the best. Uh, now, I will say that, um, obviously, again, I don't have as much experience with, with a lot of the stuff from the past as you do with Hal Jordan. So I, I'm not going to try and sit here and, and argue with you on why you should okay, like Hal cool. Jordan. Don't. Especially compared to the other ones. Because, first of all, Jessica Boz trumps Jessica Cruz. Lantern. Uh, you, sorry. You, <laughs> Jessica Boz. No, is, is, is that a little fan fiction that, right there? You know what? It might have been a little bit of a Freudian right. slip, but you know what? I actually stand by it because the two are one lantern. The way that they intertwine, mm-hmm. Jessica Boz, yes, best lantern of all time. But what I really love about, uh, again, we're, we're currently reading through Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, and what I personally like most about this is the way that every one of the lanterns fit into the stories. They have, obviously, very distinctive personalities, very distinctive traits, and... I know a lot of the times a lot of people can get, you know, bogged down in the discussion of which Lantern stories are the best or, you know, which ones they like the best or who's better than who. But Haldron the Green Lantern Corps does such a great job of bringing all of these pieces together without it feeling like it's a competition between any of them, right? They all serve their purpose, you know? Guy, for as much of a joke as I think he is, actually was great in that first arc of the uh, uh, of, of the fear engine or, or, or whatever the 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 this the the plot arc is actually called, um, you know, John Stewart, who I know a lot of people uh, is a lot of people's favorites, does such a great job sort of being that one that's in command. You know, uh, I was actually thinking the other day who I would cast as him in a movie, and I don't know that there's anybody that can come close to holding that same level of gravitas, but also having like this this unflinching and unwavering like will and determination well um, they've hinted that david ramsey who plays diggle on arrow is kind of john stewart in the sense that they like they gave him the ring and he's got his name john and i think they even revealed that like his his stepdad's last name is stewart and i gotta say as far as the things you're asking for gravitas and being uh, you know legit I, I would buy him as a John Stewart. It, it wouldn't be bad. I uh, the, the one that, that I keep coming back to for it is um, Denzel yeah, Washington. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. But, but I think even Denzel has a little bit too much of because when, even when he gets in those roles where he has like sort of that power and that authority, there's still a little bit of cockiness right. to him, whereas John Stewart has always came across to me as just being like foot down 100% dead serious yeah. type deal. Although I do think there's a little bit of cockiness to all of the Green Lanterns. Like, I think in sure. order to be a Green <laughs> they're They're galactic space exactly. cops. Like, you know, when you get selected for that, you know, beat, like, there is there is definitely a little bit of... Yeah, yeah there, there's right. definitely an element of, uh, of I'm the best to every Green Lantern, which is cool. I like that, and I enjoy that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... I think I like David Ramsey as uh, John Syrup, but that's also a... Like, I feel like he spent the last decade kind of earning it, so... So, all right, well, you know, with that then, uh, since we've, we've, we've already started to touch a little bit on fan casting, uh, the next segment here coming up is there have been some rumors... Well, not rumors, actually, I'm pretty sure it's been... Oh, it's happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that HBO Max is actually uh, developing a Green Lantern series. Now, we have no idea what that encompasses, whether it's going to be just about one, whether it's going to be the Green Lantern core at large, but... We thought that we would take an entire segment here to discuss what we would like to see out of an HBO Green Lantern series coming up next. Hey! 
Hey, what's up? It's James. And Robbie. Hey, and it's Weird Beard. And we're bringing you a brand new radio show called Checkpoint XP. You don't have to be an expert, even though I am. And we're here to give you everything you need to know about the world of video games. Interviews from the biggest professionals and your everyday gamers, we've got you covered at Checkpoint XP. Whether you're a professional player or somebody who hasn't played in a while, we have something for everybody. Hang out with us at Checkpoint XP every single week on your radio. Find out where we're playing in your hometown at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So if you're looking to have some fun and talk about video games, we got the rundowns for things that matter to you. Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. Got it that time. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team. Or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships. And we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back to The Other Identity. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've made it this far and you're still listening with us, we assume you love what you hear. And when you love something, you got to let it go. And what I mean by that is let it go to your friends. Pass this off to some friend of yours. Get them in on the conversation here. Uh, you know, Let us know what you guys think about what we're talking about. Reach out to us on social media. I've already given it to you uh, three or four different times. So let us know. Comment all over the Twitters and the Facebooks. Let us know who your favorite Green Lanterns are. And let us know what you want out of the HBO series Green Lantern. So it has been confirmed that HBO Max is working on some sort of Green Lantern series, and we have no idea what that could possibly mean. Now, obviously, in the past, the Green Lantern movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds didn't do so uh, well. It's an understatement. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, with something like an HBO series, and, and, and honestly, when it comes to, I just think, nerd culture, whether it's video games or whether it's comics, I think that the longer-form storytelling of streaming services have definitely led to better products. You know, the Watchmen uh, or, or the, the Watchmen series, for example, uh, you know, turned something that a lot of people thought, like, no, that's it. Like, the, the comic ended, that's the end of that, you can't continue that world. And it found a very, very clever, interesting, and, uh, you know, nice way of being able to do it. And, um, so, honestly, to me, if I were to choose any streaming service to, to do, especially a Green Lantern show, which is obviously going to have special, special effects up the wazoo, HBO would be the one to do it. So, what I want to ask you, Ben, is what exactly do you want to see out of an HBO Green Lantern series? Would you prefer it to focus on one lantern, or would you want to see the core and the spectrum at large? I want the latter because I think that's the strength of Green Lantern and what sets it apart as a mythology from, say, doing a Green Arrow show or a Flash show or anything like that is that you got an expansive cast of characters and it doesn't just have to be the four to six Earth Lanterns that we've discussed here. You've got all sorts of aliens and, like we said, it's HBO, so they have the budget to do someone like a Kilowog or a Sorin Aknatu. They can do those with you know decent effects. I want to see everybody. I, I, I'm fine with having, you know, whether it's 
Hal and John, John and Guy, Kyle and whoever, as like, or even Simon and Jessica, as kind of the focal point characters. But I want to see everybody. I want to see a big, epic show. And you know what I'd really like to see is I would love to see almost a split where the first half of every episode is part of an ongoing story. And then you do almost these like backup short stories, kind of like they did in the eighties for, uh, for Green Lantern Corps, where Alan Moore and other writers would just write like, here's a random five pager about some alien lantern you've never heard of. I would love to see one offs like that. And you bring in different directors and different writers who maybe they can't commit to working on the series full time. But can you imagine bringing in like, like, I'm just throwing a name out there, but, like, like a Quentin Tarantino comes in to do, like, his 10-minute tribute to Mogo. Like, that would be amazing. So that, to me, would be the ideal Green Lantern series. I want the A-plot is always, you know, an ongoing story, but I want a B-plot that's just, like, here's Tales of the Green Lantern Corps. I, I think that I'm definitely more in sync with you on on the idea of the entire core as opposed to just focusing on one person. I think for me the line in the sand is I don't want an origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that we are at a place uh you know collectively uh, both in nerd culture, you know, in comic culture and in the mainstream that people are over your traditional uh you know milk toast origin story. You know, I don't want to tune in and see you know, a normal human dude and how he becomes the Green Lantern. I think that you can start it out with the idea that the Green Lantern Corps is an established thing. Like, it exists. Even if this is just Green Lantern and we don't bring out any other sort of, you know, DC or Justice League adjacent stuff. It's just a Green Lantern universe. I think you can jump right into the deep end. And then if you want, whether it's through flashbacks or whatever, you know, later in this series, if you want to do sort of, you know, callbacks or if you want to sort of dive into the past of some of these heroes to, you know, tell their origin story or how they became Lanterns, I think that that might be fine. You know, it might even cool be cool is if uh, if your Hal Jordan is a uh, is an older actor, right? And maybe they, maybe even the main character isn't anyone from the comics. It's a brand new lantern, something that you can start fresh with. And the way that you tell the origin or the past of the Green Lanterns is as Hal Jordan is is training this new rookie, right? All of his lessons and all of his experiences come from these flashbacks or of these stories, which could then harken back to actual stuff from in the comics. You know, I think it would be actually a really interesting way to marry together giving the show the leeway and the permission to do what it wants, to do its own thing, to not be moored down by the source material. Obviously, you still want creators who are passionate about the source material who stay true to these characters, but then you also do get to toss back to the original stuff that inspired all of yeah, them. Yeah, I, I want to jump. I think a lot of those were great points, and I want to jump on two of them. Number one being that, yeah, I don't want to see the origin of Hal Jordan, but I'm not opposed to... Hal Jordan's like one of our main characters and then we have a Simon or a Jessica or even a Kyle and it's their first day on the job. We're getting to see their first day on the job, but we're also getting to see Hal, John, Guy. They've been doing this for a while. They're established because I think think of any good like cop or procedural show, like you don't you don't usually get the main character's first day on the job, but you might get the main character teaching the new rookie. So I like that idea a lot. The other thing that I wanted to jump on from your points is I don't want to see the larger DC universe, at least to start, as part of this show. And the reason for that is because there's so much ground to cover just with the Green Lantern Corps. Just with the Green Lanterns alone, but then when you factor in Sinestro and his core, the Red Lanterns, Agent Orange, like there's... 
There's so much, and that's a, that. Even going beyond the Lantern Corps, the other villains, the other space like races that we'll see, don't don't give in to that DC temptation that we need to make Justice League before we've introduced any of the characters. Don't do the same thing with Green Lantern, where it's like, well, we need to show that they're interacting with Superman and Batman before we make you care about Hal, John, and Guy. I want to focus on the Green Lantern Corps, get at least a couple seasons out of that, and then you know what? If it's a success, if it's a hit, and you want to start off season three with a guest appearance from Superman, go nuts. But you got to earn it first. See, I think that the best way to sort of end like the final episode, if you want to do like that tease of, oh, there's something more, there's more out there, is if it, mo- if it mostly focuses on, you know, like this rookie and Masterin, uh, you know, the Will and, and, and the Green Lantern ring, and then in like, you know, that sort of after credit scene, they stumble into some sort of archives, uh, you know, on Mogu, where you see all the other uh, color spectrums yeah. and, like, you know, different sort of rings or whatnot, and then it ends. And that's where people realize, like, oh, man, there's more than just the green ring. Like, that's what you tease. Tease more of the Green Lantern mythos uh, before you worry about trying to build into the rest of the DC stuff. I think, you know what? I think we could do this, yeah. then. <laughs> I, I think that HBO should reach out to us, cut the check. Yeah. We could write this for yeah. them, no problem. I, I agree. I love I love our ideas, so, you know, what, what more do you need? That's right, HBO. You can find us on Twitter at CheckpointXP, Robbie underscore LandisCP, and Ben J-M-O-R-S-E. Guys, that's going to be it for us today on The Other Identity, but as always, we want to know what you think. Just gave you our Twitter handles. Reach out to us. Let us know if you think our opinions are good. Are they bad? Do you have better ones? Let us know. If we see some good ones, whether really, really good or really, really bad, we might even read them here on the show. I'll guys. let you, I'll let you know time, right now if I, see, uh, uh-huh. if I see arguments for why Hal Jordan's the greatest, I will not be reading them on the show. <laughs> if you can give me a good reason as to why Hal Jordan is the GOAT, I will read it on the show just to spite Ben, guys. Until next time, though, remember to always tune in here on the same Other Identity channel at the same Other Identity time.